It's 36 degrees at 10, 11, and welcome in to another edition of uh, Mental Health Friday with Marcy Tetro and Jay Paul here on KTOE, AM 1420. Do it every uh, Friday at 10 o'clock, full hour of uh, mental health talk here. A local clinical social worker is Marcy Tetro and mental health provider. Hi, Marcy. How you doing? Good. How are you today, Jay Paul? Just fine. So uh, tell the folks what we're... Uh, what we're up to today here a little bit, we'll get into it. All right, so we are here for the public to be a resource due to the mental health crisis in our nation and here in Minnesota. In case we have any first-time listeners, the purpose of our show is to combat the stigma of mental health, address any barriers that may prevent you from getting help, and suicide prevention. And today, we'll be talking about all three of those. Yeah, and... Uh... And we have the perfect guest uh, today on the show to help us address these uh, areas of concern in mental health. But first, Jay Paul, let's get with the referrals. Yeah, so we always hit you with referrals, places that you can go to get help if need be. And don't uh, don't be afraid to take that first step, and we'll get into more of that. But Prairie Care, I mean, locally, there are a lot of uh, different avenues you can take. Prairie Care, there's Mayo Clinic. You've got Nystrom and Associates. You've got Journey Towards Healing. There's the South Central Crisis Center line at 507-344-0621. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 988, and that thing is a godsend. When that thing started up here a year or so ago, it's just been tripling and quadrupling the calls that are coming in. It was very much needed. And if you're a veteran out there and you need to talk to uh, somebody who knows your struggles, uh, you can do that with calling 988 and then press 1 when prompted, and they'll get you to a veteran who can talk to you about uh, your specific uh, issues there. Now, if there's something you'd like us to add to the show or talk about that we haven't touched on yet, you can feel free to reach out. Uh, email jpaul, J-A-Y-P-A-U-L. It's jpaul at radiomankato.com. And let us know what you're thinking. That's jpaul at RadioMankato.com. We're very honored today to have our special guest here as we're breaking new territory, having a mental health talk show. No one else that we know of is doing this type of talk show, and it's especially needed in our country today. Our special guest is from the area and grew up in a small town near Mankato. He's a successful business leader that has a reputation for putting people first, not profits. He's here today to share an important message. Let me introduce Mark Peterson, CEO of Nystrom and Associates. And I'll be your friend. All right, Mark. Welcome into the show. Very good to have you here uh, with us today. And uh, let's see, I've got uh, all those up. All right. Let's uh, bring Mark in. So you're a local guy, huh? I am, yeah. Thank you for having me on the show today. I, uh, I grew up in Gaylord, Minnesota. Ah, yes. Why am I not? My microphone is uh, the one that is the, the one that's missing here. Hello. Uh, go ahead, Mark. No, go ahead. All right. So thanks. Uh, so tell us a little bit. How, uh, your local guy from the area. How did you get started in this career profession? Uh, well. It's an interesting story. Uh, so I did grow up in Gaylord, Minnesota, and uh, after I graduated, I went on and uh, got my pharmacy degree at the University of Minnesota. 
And I probably took a pretty unusual career path, um, not a very traditional path for a pharmacist. Um, I did a number of different things. And one of those things that I did was I managed a uh, pharmacy business that served about 2,000 people with a very severe and persistent mental illness. And they were all using a medication called clozapine. And it was my really first opportunity to get a glimpse into how can you make a big impact in people's lives by being intentional about helping to take down barriers to their care. And really from that point forward, um, I was hooked on what can I do more? You know, you get into the profession of pharmacy because you want to help people, which is what most health professionals do. You do it because you want to help people. Um, you know, and so I, I had done that and, you know, then I was introduced through a mutual friend to a guy by the name of Kevin Martin out in Seattle. And the two of us ended up putting a business together. And that business was a pharmacy dedicated to mental health. So we physically put pharmacies inside community mental health centers. And we did that around the entire country. And so that's really what I did for the last 20 years. And um, in 2000, uh, I had kind of gotten to the point where I, I needed to be able to take a little break to help family. And so I, I did step away from it. But along that journey, um, I was able to witness mental health systems throughout the country. And we had, at the time, 530 pharmacies throughout almost every state. And I saw what good looked like, and I also saw what bad looked like. And I continued to just get more and more passionate about behavioral health. And I had an opportunity um, to join Nystrom's board of directors in 2000. And I knew Brian Nystrom, and I knew the passion and the commitment that our organization had. Um, but I also was pretty well connected just locally with a number of other behavioral health organizations. And I knew that there was an opportunity to do more. So this last January, when they asked if I'd be willing to step in as the CEO, I jumped at the chance. I just think there's so much opportunity to, to change and create better opportunities for people to get good care. That sounds pretty amazing, Mark. Um, I'm not sure what our uh, microphone problem is here. You can't hear. Uh, we've got to maybe share some. All right. So sorry about that. So, um, no, it sounds pretty amazing like, what you've been able to do. You know, to I guess my question right off the bat from that is when you see, like, a challenge, how were you able to problem solve that as a CEO for that previous company? Like, how were you able to take a, a challenge and take a, a solution and then magnify it and see how successful that was? I mean, sometimes I think we hear in businesses and in different things around the country, there's lots of problems. We don't see many solutions. We don't think, see things being fixed. So how were you able to do that at that time with that company? What, what do you think the ingredient was or what was your formula to help, to help take a challenge and then uh, make it and turn it into a, a, a good, efficient solution? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You're right. Um, that is the challenge for a business as you think about, you know, how do you bring good solutions forward? And I think the secret for that business was constantly putting two things first, our commitment to the patient and an understanding of the challenges that the mental health communities were have, having serving those patients. And so 
the way we approached that was we looked for barriers. We looked for barriers that prevented people from getting good care. And you can break those barriers down into lots of different kinds of, you know, challenges that you might have. So it could be financial or it could be transportation or it could be, you know, you might be a little bit confused. Um, and so some of the things we did were specifically directed at let's do some packaging systems to help with the confusion. Let's make sure we're delivering. Let's connect people with financial resources. And by always keeping our eye on are we solving a problem and staying close to that problem, it helped us to really build a good solution. Speaking of barriers, Mark, um, what are some options? Now you switch gears and now you're a CEO for Nystrom, which is a mental health uh, clinic. Um, so people are struggling right now getting mental health help. So what do you think some of the barriers are? Yeah, I, th I think that's a really great question. Um, you know, I think there's several barriers, and I think some of those barriers, um, you know, unfortunately are the stigma associated with it. I think sometimes it's really, you know, thought that having a mental health issue might be a character flaw or a sign of weakness. And, you know, in reality those just aren't true. And it really, um, those beliefs sort of perpetuate that stigma. And I think, you know, radio shows like this actually help to destigmatize it by being able to talk about it and being able to help people understand that, you know, they're not alone and that it is okay to talk about it. Um, you know, I think one of the interesting things, particularly in smaller communities, is concerns about privacy. Um, you know, and I grew up in a small town. I know that it can be a little bit uh, scary thinking about other people knowing your business. And here's one of the things I guess I would tell people. You know, if you're seeing a therapist or a medical provider in your community, you know, they might actually say to you, you know what, if I see you in the grocery store, I'm probably not going to approach you. And I want to be respectful of you. But, uh, you know, I'm I, I don't want you to feel like I don't care about you, so you're welcome to come up and talk to me. But I don't think anybody goes into behavioral health wanting to perpetuate these things. And so everybody's very sensitive to kind of, you know, addressing those kinds of issues. I think shortages of, of staff are a yeah. real issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Yeah, right. And right now in Minnesota, we don't have enough providers to help with the needs. And so that's, that is a big, a big uh, barrier. Right. I think um, so the rate of suicide in rural communities is almost twice that it is in urban communities. Wow. And it's not because mental health is more prevalent in rural communities. It's because there's a lack of resources uh -huh. mm -hmm. and other barriers. Transportation. You know, um, my, my grandfather was a farmer. You know, there wasn't a bus service to go out and, you know, pick somebody up on the farm to take them to their clinic <laughs> right, yeah. at the time, right? And so things like transportation can be a real barrier. Um, you know, I also think the cost, I think the cost of care can sometimes be, you know, concerning for people. I think the good news is, is over time, insurance companies have done at least a better job of getting their benefits more on par with regular Sure. Know, yeah. Health insurance. It's still not perfect. Sometimes there's still limitations. But I, you know, I'm encouraged by the direction things are going. So that does really help with the cost. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think even the state has become more committed to making sure that people that need care can get care. Um, All right. I also think there's cultural barriers. I think um, 
you know, I mentioned my grandfather, you know, he was a stoic German. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, first of all, a male. And, you know, his mentality on this would have been, I just need to tough it out. Yeah, rub some dirt or, on it. Or, or work <laughs> or keep keep working. I hear that often, too. Yeah. I just if you do, you know, keep working around the farm or, you know, a good, a good hard day's work is, you know, you'll fall asleep tonight. Yeah, you know, exactly. Exhaust yourself out. It's the I can deal with it mentality, and I don't want to be a complainer. Um. And others have it worse. I mean, and, and the, the reality is, is, you know, that's maybe just not a good way to think about it. You really need to think about yourself. You know, if he would have gotten cut, he probably would have just put some, you know, duct tape on it or something. <laughs> yeah, or, but, su- or super glue. Yeah, super glue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so what are some options, the first steps, if calling might be too hard or people might not be sure if they are ready? Um, perhaps they don't have enough time to see a mental health professional. So what are some, maybe some other options that people may have for reaching out for help? Um, you know, well, the first thing I would say is take that first step and reach out for help. Um, I actually think radio shows like this are something that's really valuable for people. Helping to normalize uh, the discussion mm-hmm. of things like that. Yeah. yeah and and also sure. like one thing that, ha- you know, happens a lot, like with this happens a lot in group therapy, this is like, a, I think, a huge benefit of group therapy. Um, once you go there and you see like, you know, I might be there because I'm sad. I maybe lost a parent or I might be grieving something. And I'm like, I just can't, you know, I, I'm still struggling with this. Um, and then someone else says, you know, I lost I lost this person. It just keeps, you know, it's on my mind and I have a hard time sleeping at night. Like, oh, hey, so do I. And you start realizing that you're not alone in, in how your brain thinks and how you and how you handle grieving or maybe it's sadness or anxiety. And so that's really the powerful thing about group therapy or just being in a support group. And it doesn't have to be group therapy. It might be a, a it might be a Bible study at your church with, a, you know, the basement ladies, you know. Um, but you, you find yourself that you're not alone when you start having a group discussion, when you're about talking about struggles. Well, one in five people are suffering with a mental illness, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look around, if you're sitting in a room right now, you know, odds are good that either someone near you or yourself are struggling with a mental illness. You're absolutely not alone. Um, It could be as easy or something from anywhere from anxiety to something even more. Well, anxiety is debilitating enough at times, too. Yep, and a couple of weeks ago, we actually had a, a friend on, and we talked about developing natural support systems in case you were maybe too nervous to go to therapy, um, developing like a friend, you know, starting there. Um, then sometimes you could talk to a school counselor if you're a kid, um, try that. Uh, parents sometimes might come to it with a kid to therapy, and then they might be like, oh, wow, this isn't that bad. I'm like, can mm-hmm. I talk to you? I'm like, I'm going to refer you down the hall. You know, <laughs> But, like, um, no, all my clients are great. So, um, But, like, uh, sometimes that does. that's one way to get into care, too, is if you have a loved one that goes and you take along, and then um, you see that the, the person uh, talking, the provider is, you know, uh, down to earth and kind and you're like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Right. I think just as a area of healthcare, we need to make ourselves more accessible. And I also use the term approachable, which is kind of, a, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of an interesting word, but I think it can be kind of scary. And so demystifying what it means to get help. And I think talking to people, because so many people have actually had experience. And so if you can find somebody to talk to about it, I think they can help allay those fears that um, there is help available and it, and it really isn't as scary as you might think it is. I also think with just some of the accessibility, so you say, you know, I may not have time. Well, one of the things I think just 
you know, there aren't very many good things that came out of COVID, but one of the things that did come out of it that was pretty good is people got pretty comfortable using things like Zoom or, oh, yeah. or video-based care, yeah. right? So, geez, when I was growing up in Gaylord, you know, we had a dentist and we, for a little while, we had a primary care physician. We didn't have any mental health practitioners, so it could have been hard, right? Mm -hmm. But today... There's actually video ability. So, you know, if maybe you can't get there because you don't have time, you can't drive to Mankato to get your care, you can actually do it via, via video. That's good, yeah. And, and save that time. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a good direction, too. As of, I think the, the waivers are ending for telehealth for phone calls. And so I think we're going to be doing more of the video conferencing. Right, right. I think that is true. You know, and I think a hybrid model makes a lot of sense. You know, sometimes you do want to see somebody in person. And that's okay. And so having that option to either be able to do it in person or to be able to do it via video. And there could just be days where, you know, I just don't have the time or ability to get in. So being able to do it that way. When are gonna come down? It's Mental Health Friday, segment two, with uh, Marcy Tatro, a local clinical social worker and uh, mental health provider, and uh, I'm Jay Paul, of course, here on KTOE, AM 1420, and we have Mark Peterson, CEO of Nice Room and Associates, here as a guest. We'll continue talking with them in just a bit, but i got to tell you about some of the places you can go. Nice Room and Associates is one of the places you can go for help. Also, the Mayo Clinic has, has some services for you, Prairie Care, Journey Towards Healing. Uh, you can call the South Central Crisis Center line at 507-344-0621, or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 988 and for veterans who need some uh, someone to talk to about your own uh, uh, personal uh, uh, crisis, you can call 988 and then press 1 when prompted, and you'll get uh, connected with a veteran such as yourself. All right, Marcy, I love you guys. Uh, you're talking, and I'm just going to leave it up to you guys to go back and, and uh, continue your All right, conversation. thanks, Jay. What makes you so passionate about mental health, Mark? Oh. That's a tough one because uh, to talk about that means I need to talk about my daughter and family members. Um, you know, I guess I've experienced firsthand uh, what mental health, when it's not in a good place, looks like and how scary it can be. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had that lived experience. My, my daughter has struggled with it. And, you know, I think some of the barriers that she had were barriers like... Um, you know, feeling a little bit ashamed, uh, she didn't want to be a burden, or, um, you know, she was just, it, it can be confusing, like, what do I do? And once I go see someone, what will that experience be like? And you know, I don't know, Marcy, if you'd be able to kind of maybe shed a little light on that. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy. You know, I can um, speak for myself, you know, I can't speak for the whole field, but I can kind of just go over maybe just a general um, when I work with clients, I really try to encourage them. Like I welcome them to my office and, uh, my office is a little bit more glammy. So I have like a, a, a flamingo fl uh, lamp that the feathers all light up. <laughs> and then I <laughs> also awesome. have, yeah, and I have a glam uh, couch that's so like blue velvet and, um, I have a lot of bright paintings. And so I actually have a pretty vibrant office and I, I made it that way. And I actually went against the mental health advice on how to do an office. Cause I just thought, you know, our environment really makes us, uh, it, it produces a, a feeling in us. And I really want my clients to feel empowered, um, that, that, that they matter. They, I want them to feel that they're special. And so I decorated my office to make them feel that way. And so um, my office has that vibe. And then 
I welcome my my clients and I and I, I tell them I'm glad they're there because I, I truly genuinely mean it, you know. Um, and then we talk a little bit about what brings them there, and I tell them I'm really laid back in my approach. I, I am. I'm laid back. I'm easygoing. That's what I've been told. And I might share other things that other clients have told me or other people that I, I know my background is more government and military, um, being a military sister. And so, and I'm from a small town here in the area. And so I'm a small town Minnesota girl and I really believe in helping people. And and I, I really do talk about how we all struggle. You know, we all go through loss and grief and heartache. And um, sometimes like with theater, you get anxious or excited about doing something new. And for me, I'm a, an adventure person. So... I have the opposite problem. If I stay somewhere for too long, I get bored. So, and I just told my CEO that, folks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Uh, I'm like sitting here with my hands crossed, praying, like, oh, I just told the CEO and I get bored easily. So, um, anyways, and so I, I, I do my best to welcome the clients in and then also talk about how uh, we have different types of services. And I also talk about how um, we really are just a person in their corner that supports them. We're just another person that cares. Um, and then I might go over different types of services we offer. Um, if we don't have something for that need, I'll be really honest and tell them, you know, actually we don't offer that kind of treatment here. You might um, have more specialized care at another clinic or uh, you might be, you know, if you are struggling with like depression significantly, that might be more of like a PHP level of care, which is a partial hospitalization program at Prairie Care here in Mankato. Um, so I, I really do try to be honest and get to know my clients before I make recommendations. And so then I just kind of talk about how people struggle at different times in their life. And also kind of about the show is um, the theme song is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road because people struggle. And we think that there's a certain path to happiness. And then when that doesn't happen, we don't get married or, you know, we lose a child. It throws us in the spin and it's like, oh, no, what do I do? And I'm having all these feelings I never had before and I'm having all these thoughts and now I feel different, but what, what do I do? Where, and I find myself here and there's something wrong with me. And, and there's not. There, you're going through a heartache or you're going through a situation. And it produces some of these things where it actually are really appropriate to the experience you just went through. And so we do, we talk a lot. I talk a lot about that in my office. It's interesting. One of the things that uh, my daughter told me when we started talking about her, not, you know, just not being in a good place and, and needing to get care. One of the things she worried about was would she build the relation, like would the person that she ended up getting connected with be somebody she could work with? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I reassured her that, you know, there's no one in the field that cares more than the people who are providing the care and they want you to get the best care. And if they don't feel like that relationship is there or that you might be you know, better served by working with someone else, they're not going to take it personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to help you. Yeah, find no. That. And actually sometimes and I've done that before where if I might have a, a certain person of certain age and like I, and I think I'm like, Oh, I think they need this person in their life. I might refer them to like my colleague, Scott, you know, like, Oh, you know, he's, he loves certain things and this kid would be a perfect match with them. And so sometimes it's really trying to get to know the personality of your youth or your adult you're working with and also recognizing as a mental health professional, Actually, I think they'd be better suited with this colleague or, you know, they, they specialize in that. But I do tell my clients also, which is important to what you're talking about with your daughter, is that it's really important to have a connection with your provider or with your therapist or your social worker. You know, if you're working with social workers, um, it's important to have that connection with your therapist. So that way you can talk to them about all those intimate thoughts that, that make you feel vulnerable. 
And then, um, so I give my permission to every client that's okay that if they don't feel that with me, they can go to someone and I can recommend someone that they, they would maybe jive more with. Right. And you're not going to take that personal. No. And it's I know, like, and yeah, and I don't. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that helps people to, to feel comfortable that, you know, once I take this leap and I, I make that phone call, you know, and I, because you, you have to, that first appointment, you, you're probably not going to really resolve a lot of things, right? I mean, you're going to learn a lot and you're right. going to communicate a lot, but you're probably not going to resolve everything. Actually, can I share a policy? Am I yeah. allowed to share a policy that you changed right off the bat? Sure. Well, <laughs> sorry, this is a surprise. Yeah. This, is what, this is live radio. This is what we do. So actually, something that the public does not know, this is a nice room that Mark changed coming into our company, that if a therapist quits, they can actually take all their clients with them because of that connection. And I think that's amazing that wow. you did that because that we don't ever hear that. And I think it's amazing because it really honors that connection that you have with the therapist. And once you have that connection, I'm telling you, folks, it's the most powerful thing that you can have because it really can save your life. And I hear that from people and... Um, that connection is so powerful. Well, what I would add to that is I hope you're not planning on quitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, my clients all, have all made me say I'm staying here for three years. No, I, I already promised my clients I would not leave. Um, so you can't, I can't imagine you being any busier. You, uh, you have uh, such a great oh, list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little full. I'm a little full. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, but um, Mark, we know people are struggling right now and what words of encouragement can you give them right now? What, what would you tell them? Well, the first thing I would say is it actually works. Getting help works, and it's okay. And that don't be afraid. It's, it's what you might be dealing with. It's enough. And if um, you feel like you're at a place where you need to get some help, take that first step. Make a phone call. You don't have to know exactly what you need or how to navigate the process, make a phone call, talk to a friend, and just take that first step. Don't suffer in silence. Even the people answering the phones are well-versed in how to yeah. get people where yeah. they need to be. Right? Yep, and they have a provider list and things like that, too, and they can match you up. Yeah. But back to what you just said, Mark, about suffering in silence, Jay Paul and I, on our first show we did here, when I spoke to the listeners... I said, I don't want you suffering in silence. Yeah, I, I don't want that because it's not it's not worth it. I'm telling you, you there's so many. When you, I can help, I can help with anxiety. We have lots of providers that can help treat a lot of different things. But I, I know from my heart and my experience, what I've seen, I can help people with anxiety. And when you see the relief and you see people blossom, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. It's not worth the suffering in silence. So um, when I was talking with Mark about the show and. Um, he said something like, I asked him why mental health was so important and why he came back to Nystrom, you know, switching gears a little bit from coming out of retirement, which he didn't have to do. He said he didn't want people suffering in silence. And I just thought, uh, you know, to have that yeah. from you as a CEO, for me being like a frontline therapist, for us both to have the same message, I just thought that was so... I'm, cool, I, yeah. I know it just made me felt it just warmed my heart. It made me feel better. You knew you were in the right place. Yeah, I knew I was in the right. <laughs> yes, I knew I was in the right place. And also that it, what, we're, what we're doing matters. And I have support from you to do the good job that the people deserve and need. Yeah, and um, absolutely. So, 
Uh, if there's anything in the community that you're needing at this time, please let us know. Please reach out to Jay Paul. Uh, Jay Paul, can you provide the email? Yeah, Jay Paul at RadioMankato.com. And I, I, I want to add, too, this isn't a commercial for Nystrom & Associates. It's, we're, we're saying go wherever you need to go to get help. And uh, that's that's the way it mm-hmm. works. And I, I would imagine everybody else at those other places feel the same way. A- absolutely. Yep. You know? This isn't a competition. Yeah, this right. is a yeah. just please get help and call. Go in anywhere you can go in. Yep. And so if there's a need in your community that you're needing or at lack of access or approachability, um, please let us know. Email us in. Um, we should be coming out with an Instagram. I'll be le- I'll le- revealing that information in the next couple of shows. Oh, we're going uh, social media. Yeah, we are. Yep, we, it's already started. It's already live. But I, I got to talk with Shannon. Okay. Um, but uh, the next couple of weeks, next week we have Ginny, Ginny coming on talking about moving. As spring is coming, we're talking about movement oh, yeah. and Pilates. I'm really yeah. excited about that. And I Why'd was, you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I just always look across, Jay Paul. Um, and then the other thing, uh, fentanyl. We're going to be talking about fentanyl oh, yeah. coming up the Oof. second Friday of April problem. here. And we have Cheyenne coming on from Nystrom. Um, and we're also hoping to get some law enforcement here. So no promises, but that's what I'm trying to do. We're going to get some law enforcement hopefully on here. So um, uh, that's the plan. And then, so what, I just want to end, folks, that it's not the name on the building that matters. It's the people inside who really care and want to help you. We all deserve great care when we struggle. So thank you for tuning in today. And we're going to end with Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. We're all here together. Thank you very much for coming in, Mark. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks again, Marcy. We'll see you next Friday, 10 o'clock, right here on KTOE. When your day is long And the night The night is yours alone When you're sure you've had enough This life yourself go as everybody cries everybody hurts sometimes sometimes everything is wrong Slide.
Stop!